Dermot and Dave. Conversation, crack, and the music you love. Today FM. It all happens here. Today FM. People talk about the traffic in Galway a lot. I think this could be the perfect antidote. Don't get into your car in Galway. Don't get public transport. Just, just run. And in fact, while you're doing it, keep going and run to Dublin because our next guest... Liverpool's Rob Pope has become the first British person, if not the first person ever, to run the entire width of Ireland in one day, you mad joke. How are you, Rob? I'm good, man. Recovering. When did you finish? Uh, Sunday night, about ten past ten. In time for last orders. (laughs) Is it true you had a pint at the start line and pint at the finish? Exactly, you know, you know, a little bit of fuel at the start and a, and a celebratory one at the end to toast your man the edge's birthday. You must be made of different stuff because I could not have a pint and then run, you know, to the shop. Never mind to Dublin. The hardest part was turning myself away from Monroe's in Galway. It was a cracking pub, you know. <laughs> so it's a place I'm going to go back to. So, what is the exact distance you ran? Do you know? So exact apparently is 133.56 miles or 215k. Wow. From Spanish Arch to the Samuel Beckett Bridge, how long did it take you? Uh, 23 hours and 38 minutes in total. So is that the longest distance you've ever run? I mean, I'm guessing you're an ultra runner because otherwise, I don't know, you've, you're, you're the bionic man. So you must have done things like this in a similar vein, is this the furthest distance you've run? Yeah, absolutely. Like, so ultra running is a very broad uh, brush. You know, it's anything longer than a marathon. So, you know, a lot of people do 50Ks, which is like about 31 miles. And then, you know, you can go as long as you want. And um, so I've got experience in running across the country before. It was a little bit bigger, but it was also quite a bit more leisurely. And um, instead of like sort of, I was basically running along here inhaling Jaffa cakes and skips. Uh, whereas when I ran across the States, I was able to like sort of sit down and have a massive hot dog at the side of the road and watch the world go by for a bit. But the only world I watched go by me was in the opposite direction as I was uh, plowing down the end roads. <laughs> and was it important to you to do it within the 24 hours or did you just want to finish? I had a number of goals um, because, first of all, I didn't think I could do it within the 24 hours. I was giving myself roughly a 40% chance of pulling it off because I only decided to do it about nine weeks ago. And I went from like running, you know, 20 to 30 miles a week in training, just, you know, very hobbyish runner to suddenly realising I was, was going to be under the hammer. And so... I was going to celebrate whatever achievement I had because, like, these days on social, it's like if you don't, like, you know, achieve your alpha goal, you've failed and your life is worthless. And we all know that basically that just isn't true. And so if I didn't get across in 24 hours, I would try and get across in two days. And if I couldn't make it that far, well, reaching 100 miles would be a massive landmark for me. And then... I think the most I've ever run the day before was 75. So that's what, about 120K. And so if I could have got past that, that would have been amazing. But, you know, sometimes if you aim for the stars, you know, you'll you'll, you'll hit the moon. But this time I actually managed to get to the stars. So I'm, I'm just super chuffed. The bit in all that that shocks me is that you gave yourself eight weeks. Like, 
two months. Like, there's if you, people were thinking of doing a marathon, which is obviously like a fifth of what you did. You know, that wouldn't be enough time. How are you possibly able to turn it around? Is your level of fitness just maintained at such a level that that's actually not a big deal? I don't even know necessarily um, it's the level of fitness because I'm certainly not as fit as I, I could be at the moment. But, like, I know that I am sort of fortunately blessed with, with the ability to run sort of, uh, you know, long. And in the past, I have been, you know, pretty fast as well. And so... There's an underlying sort of, uh, I think, baseline there. And then I just had to tap into some, you know, massive reserves. And, you know, fortunately, I had like sort of um, four fantastic crew members, Owen, Eddie, Dave and Darren, who just kept me honest the whole way through. And um, I had three guardian angels who dropped in along the way, sort of uh, Niall, Liam and Tony. Uh, who just all arrived at perfect times. Like, Niall arrived with some bananas when I couldn't keep anything down. Uh, Liam was my bike escort along the uh, Royal Canal. And Tony turned up thinking uh, he'd just run some the last couple of leisurely miles with me and I'd be in great spirits near the end, but I was in bits. And I think if it wasn't for him pacing me in, I'd have been in a lot more tr- trouble. So, yeah, like, sort of, I might have been smiling at the end, but it certainly wasn't as easy as my face made it look. <laughs> Talk to us about what happens to your body when you're running 135 miles. What what stages did you go through? What did you experience? Uh, well, my first one was one of uh, longing for the pub as soon as I left. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> um, 13 miles in, I uh, I got this really crushing nausea. And en- anytime anything hit my stomach, it just made me want to bring it back up instantly. And so I was running along, like doing little sicks in my mouth, which sounds lovely. Um <laughs> And we somehow managed to stave that off. Um, sort of, uh, Eddie has done a good few things like this before, and he said I needed to change what I was eating just because wherever I was working, you know, even I was like, no, this is proper sports nutrition. And he said, just have a can of Coke. And, um, and that seemed to just like, you know, reset me almost. Mm. And so I went from that. Then an old injury um just came to the fore with the lack of preparation, basically. And so I was getting really bad sciatica in my left leg, uh, probably for a good 20 miles. And this was at the 50-mile point. And we were just crossing over the Shannon into Banaha. Um, and that's when Niall turned up with the bananas. And then they sort of made my... They were pretty much the mainstay in my nutrition after that, that and the odd gel. Um, but it was the sort of thing where my heart rate was slowly climbing to about 150. And then after that, I, I'm not really sure on the science of this, but then it just dropped to 120 and it just wouldn't go above. And that like limited how quickly I could move. Mm. Um, and so I was never out of breath, but I was always tired. And, you know, that, that tiredness was eventually moving into the, you just need to sleep. And I was saying to like the, the crew, I was like, guys, I just, I just want, I keep wanting to fall asleep. Um, coupled with the fact that by now my feet were really sore, you know, they've just been. Uh, I worked out that I took two hundred and twenty-two thousand steps, and so um, you know that that sort of trauma uh, to my feet and my knees. It was just like a throbbing sort of pain, and you know, but it was it was my accompaniment to the run alongside U uh, two and Fontaine's DC. Oh, did it? Did I hear that you listened to the entire U two discography from start to finish? Yeah, it was a wild ride. Like, I'd obviously heard, like, most of, if not all of the songs before. 
but like sort of um, you know how it is sometimes either with early or later albums you may not like sort of be as familiar with them and so it was great you know I basically I went on the journey as they were going through their journey as well and um and like you know, finishing with songs of experience at the end, uh, I certainly had a fair bit of experience at that point. <laughs> yeah, in fact, um, the last two albums I, would I be perfect. You had you had innocence, and then you had you had innocence, and then you had experience, which fits perfectly into yeah, it. Yeah, I started off a boy, and I was definitely an old man at the end. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, Rob, it's fascinating stuff. Um, well done. I know you helped to raise money as well for the World Wildlife Foundation doing it. So fair play to you. Running from Spanish Arch in Galway to Samuel Beckett Bridge in Dublin. 135, 135 miles, 215 kilometres in a time of 23 hours and 39 minutes. You are, as we call people in Ireland, like yourself, a mad joke. Uh, but uh, incredible story and fair play to you. Nice to talk to you, Rob. Cheers, guys. Dermot and Dave. Weekdays from 9am. Today.